This is the Horse Radio Network. This is episode 288 of the Dressage Radio Show on the Horse Radio Network. We are brought to you this week by Mill Creek Spreaders, EasySignsOnline.com, and listeners like you. Coffler Stanfield from Georgetown, Kentucky. And this is Philip Parks from Fergus, Ontario, and you're listening to the Dressage Radio Show. Obviously, with our producer Glenn here introing our show. Yeah, because Philip couldn't get through it this <laughs> week. He just out. couldn't put two words together to get through yeah. the intro. I stum- I stumbled, I stumbled, <laughs> and then they wouldn't let me forget about it. He did stumble once, and then Glenn and I just couldn't con- stop laughing. Well, we can't contain ourselves this week. We're having a good time. Oh. It is. It is almost the holidays, <laughs> that's guys. Right. It's the holidays. Can't get through the uh, intro. Yeah, Mm-mm-mm. that's true. It is the well, holidays. Hi, guys. How are you today? <laughs> We're doing good. We're doing good. Excellent. I am super excited because this is my last day in Canada for ten days. I oh, know. Where are you going? So- yeah, where are you going? I'm headed to Costa Rica. Oh, wow. Somewhere warm, obviously. So jealous right now. Is this vacation <laughs> or are you working or what? Total vacation. Oh, wow. Usually, totally. usually I'm able to find a horse here or there, you know, sit on. Well, you have to ride on the beach. That's what they do in Costa Rica. So, do they really? Yeah, you have I already to do did that. that. I already checked that off last year of the whole bucket list. Oh, okay. So, I'm hoping That's- to ride. Right up a volcano and back again. How about a zip line? Oh, well, how about cool. a zip line through the tops of the jungle? You got to do that. How about zip lines? I saw this thing on the TV about how like zip lining can actually be dangerous. Well, anything can be dangerous. Well, You're yeah. riding horses for a living, Philip. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> yeah, I try not to add Costa extra Rica. danger. <laughs> they don't have your helmets and your boots and and everything. Yeah. yeah. And then and then to tell you the truth, you know, I've watched zip line again on TV. And you're kind of suspended by your junk, and I'm not really excited about that. <laughs> no, okay, we'll this all right. Well, this is. I think this once much. you tried it, you would love it. You would. You, everybody that has tried it, it loves it. Oh, all right. I will reconsider. Yeah, I think you should because where else are you going to get the zip line at the top of a jungle with the monkeys? <laughs> uh, <laughs> nowhere, I guess. I yeah. Know. See, they have yeah. the best zip lining down there in Costa Rica. You really have to look at it. You really should. Okay. And they have a couple baby lines for when you first start. And then they give you the big ones. It just depends on how much your wife wants to keep you around. They have the bunny hill. That's right. (laughs) You just know how well your marriage is going if your wife actually pushes you off the platform. That's what I'm saying. Go marry Before you're hooked in. Yeah, well, just in general. So, but we are super jealous, and um, I, I know it is it is getting cold around the country, and I know it's already cold in Canada. So yeah. it's going to be great for you guys to time have to a little time, little well, vacation. Well, so jealous. We, we were rude, Reese. We should ask, what do you have planned? Exactly. What know. do you have planned, Philip? Nothing. We, I mean, we have planned to to visit uh, uh, three locations: one in the jungle, one on the coast, and one in the on the volcano sort of idea and then from then on we'll just play it by ear and we'll we'll you know just have an adventure that's what it's about oh cool i don't like i don't like super planning we can tell <laughs> yeah we know a super planner <laughs> we can tell. We know. i just like to just that's why we're two you know, hours starting we're the show tonight two whatever, hours late so. starting the show is because philip doesn't like super planning <laughs> No, we're just yeah, there we go. we're no, just picking yeah. on you. Oh, that'll be that'll be so fun for you guys. I am so jealous. Maybe, uh, yeah. I think Travis and I should just you know stow away, meet you in Costa Rica. That Run would be away, fantastic. Meet us in Costa Rica. That sounds yeah. good. 
I think that sounds fantastic. So, well, very cool. Well, Philip, we have lots of stuff going on this week in the world of dressage, actually. Strangely enough, this has been a busy yes. week. It's uh, convention week. USDF convention is this week. Um, so I know there'll be lots of stuff that uh, comes out of convention. So good luck to everybody that is in Boston this week. And uh, also some um, fun news from USDF, and that is um, the USDF Trainers Conference uh, will be held with FEI Judge Stephen Clark will be presented of the 2015 FEI Level Trainers Conference as well as the FEI Education Day that will follow. And the Education Day um, is for certified instructors, I'm pretty sure. And the conference will be on Monday and Tuesday, January 19th through 20th at High Meadow Farms in Loxahatchee, Florida. Um, it starts from 8 to noon. Uh, and the FEI education will be from 8 to noon on Wednesday, January 21st. So check the USDF website. Uh, there are certain criteria you actually have to meet for that particular conference. Um, and then there's separate um, details on the FEI Education Day. So that should be a really fun conference. And um, I will be down there uh, covering the, the event uh, and, and giving uh, everyone a rundown on it. And we hope to get some more information from USDF. Uh, once they get back this week was convention. It was is busy for them. So uh, looking forward to that. Awesome. Awesome. And the other thing that I saw um, today from USDF is the official videos of the, the brand new 2015 U.S. dressage test are now available. Um, I'm sure you can check that out on the USDF website. And they're really instructional and cool. You get to see somebody ride through the test and, and there's some tips and stuff on that. And, and I saw that pop up on the, my, my news feed today. So um, direct traffic that way, direct all your students that way. I think that's cool to be able to not only check out the the tests, you know, kind of the patterns, but a little bit of, of uh, you know, what's important and, and, and how to ride them a little bit. So uh, it's great. All this cool video stuff that goes up now that can really help everyone to ride great tests in 2015. Exactly. And the tests have been released. You can um, find them at the USEF and USDF websites. Um, and they're also online, too. You can find them now. I, I personally, honestly, have not spent a lot of time looking at them. Mm -hmm. And uh Philip and I will cover that. That will probably be we're going to get somebody on. We're going to talk yeah. about the new tests and all that great stuff. But we've just been super busy. Basically. Yeah, lots of lots of stuff going it, on. So. so yes, we will yeah. we will get to that. We promise at the first of the year um, for everybody, and we'll go through uh, and the committee's idea of when they wrote the tests and why they wrote it that way. So that is the the plan. Some other news that's come up: um, Emily Wagner and her. Uh, New uh, Grand Prix horse, well, not new to her, but he's new at Grand Prix. Wake Up have been awarded the $25,000 ANL Barlow Ramsey Grant. So congratulations to them, and I think that uh, is a very exciting combination. I've seen uh, Emily ride Wake Up for a little while now, and, uh, and they keep having success, and he keeps moving up the levels, and now I think he's going to be a horse that will probably represent the, U the, uh, the U.S. in upcoming yes. games and stuff like this. So congratulations to her. She's very deserving, very hardworking rider, and, uh, and that'll help her with her journey in her horse. Absolutely. Sure. No, that'll be good. Also released today, the U.S. not to hold a head-to-head -head trial for Pan Am Games team. United States uh, for the Pan Am Games next July will be selected will not be selected through a head-to-head -head trial at the national championships. That uh, are going to play rock paper scissors. <laughs> yeah, you know, it'll be interesting. The U.S. Uh, Equestrian uh, Federation to, it's said not Thursday. Head -head, it's got to be scores, yeah. Yeah, it's going to have to be scores. That the selection procedure for Pan Ams are expected to be published mid December, and details for the national champion known as Festival of Champions available January 1st. 
So they must be yeah, doing I got well. a little bit of news there that the um, if you have if you are interested in coming to the Pan Ams for anything there, you can't come to my house, but um, all the tickets are available <laughs> and are on sale now. So I don't think they have a ton a ton of tickets for whether it's dressage, jumping, or, or eventing. I don't think there's a ton of tickets still available, but um, there's there's certainly a number of tickets that you can get and get them now because they're for sale. They've just become uh, for sale, and and you can go on. Uh, I'm sure it's the Pan Am uh, website, not just horse website, but the big website for all tickets. Maybe you want to see some basketball, baseball, whatever. Um, get them now. Don't wait, or else they won't be available. So, fantastic. I just want to and, let you know because I just got I just got uh, mine, and, and so uh, so uh, I was telling people all day to go on the website, get your tickets, and uh, if if you're even thinking of going. Right. You can always sell them later. Also, our last piece of information this week uh, for the news is USDF has pleased to announce that Terry Gallo has been named the 2014 Volunteer of the Year. This award recognizes the USDF member through consistent and cumulative volunteer activities has demonstrated an exceptional commitment toward carrying out USDF's mission. As a winner, Terry will be presented the perpetual trophy established by Lisa Greta is permanently on display in the Romer Foundation USDF Hall of Fame. So congratulations to her. She's a wonderful lady. Yeah, and she nice. does a lot for the sport, so that's fantastic. Hey, guys, uh, I have something that uh, I can throw on the table here that we have not talked about in a long time. Well, we have some time tonight. We're always so packed with guests, and we, are, we do have a guest coming up that everybody's going to want to listen to. But, uh, you know, you're, I just was looking at the numbers today, and the Dressage Show now has more international listeners than any of the other shows. So we want to Yes, we want to thank all of our. We don't do that enough. We want to thank all of our international listeners. Would you like to hear your top ten countries for listeners? Yes, that's it, fantastic. Yours yeah, is different than the other shows too, uh, as far as which countries. So we have the United States first, of course. Canada second, of course. <laughs> Australia is third, which uh, really? yeah. over the United Kingdom, and Australia now has passed the United Kingdom in almost every one of our shows. No kidding. Yeah. So, well, thank you to our Aussie uh, listeners. Absolutely. Your number five is China. Really? I know. I don't. I I wish somebody would write to me for China because I. I, I, Please write to us. Love to hear some information. I'm so curious about um, dressage in China. I know. I don't. Yeah, we'd love to hear from somebody. We'll get you on the show. I'd love to get a guest from China. Wouldn't that be awesome? Yes, that would be fantastic. Germany is your number six, of course. You'd expect that. Um, Sweden, New Zealand, Netherlands, France, Russia, South Africa, Norway, Israel, and then it goes on down the line. But uh, there are a total of 47 countries that listen to your show. So awesome. Oh, that's really cool. So thank you to all of our international listeners. And I think the app makes it easier for them to listen, you know, through our app. Uh, So that makes it easier to do because everybody has smartphones now. So, um, and it's free. Download the app. It's awesome. Yeah. And on that note, why don't we say thank you to a brand new sponsor here on the Dressage Radio Show and the Horse Radio Network, and that's Mill Creek Spreaders. Do you guys, what do you do with your manure? Let's talk poop for a while. (laughs) Reese, what do you do with your manure? We actually put it in a dumpster, and it gets picked up every Thursday morning. 
Because you so, really don't have a place to spread it. I don't. Like, yeah. I don't. Not, not I only have 20 acres. Spot. Yeah, right. <laughs> I have 20 acres. So, yeah, it, it, it's definitely, uh, we, we don't, yeah, we don't have enough space to spread. So, and unfortunately, we don't really have any farms close enough that we could use. So, that's and, what and we do. Philip, what do they do up there in Canada? Is there people that Spreader. spread up there? Yeah, I yeah. mean, our, yeah, the property that the farm sits on is, is quite large. So, um, it actually, it goes in a big pile and then it gets, uh, it gets taken from the farm, from the horse farm, goes to another place and just basically breaks down and and, yeah. and sort of uh, that sort of thing. And then it gets spreaded. So. Well, let me tell you, anybody that's ever owned a spreader and used one has, has knows all the problems you have with spreaders. And let me, I wish that we had had a Mill Creek spreader when we had our big farm because we did spread and we would take out, we had a pretty good sized spreader and we would take it out once a day because we were cleaning 20 stalls. So it would go out every day and it would be overloaded. And in the winter time, it froze and the chains broke or, and then the other thing is with spreaders, you have an old spreader like we did, it was not a Mill Creek spreader. You would have the problem of the floor rotting out and you'd have to replace the floor or the, mm. or the, the, all the metal parts would rust. I mean, spreaders, anybody's had an old spreader, Knows what I'm talking about, right? <laughs> uh, if you want to solve all those problems, head over to Mill Creek Spreaders. Uh, they are actually made in the county I grew up in, in Lancaster County, Pennsylvania. And cool. they're Amish made. Uh, they have the factory right there. And they pretty much everybody that's in there is Amish making these spreaders. And anybody that knows anything about Amish made products knows that they're made to last. If you're building a barn and, uh, and you're in Amish country, you get the Amish to do it. Because it's done right. You only have to do it once. Um, and, Absolutely. And, and the Mill Creek spreaders are the same way. They even have, and this is what's so cool, they even have a stainless steel spreader now. So the floor is not wood it's not anymore. Gonna it's not going to rust. The whole thing, including the paddles, the, you know, the paddles in the back that make it uh, spread, they're stainless steel. The chain is, is, is stainless steel. Everything is stainless steel. So you're never going to have any rusting on it. They're the only ones that are doing stainless steel spreaders and the number of sizes they do. And you can get all different types of spreaders. You can even get them that you can pull them with your ATV or your lawn tractor. So if you only okay. have two horses, you can just get a little tiny one to pull with your lawn tractor and spread it out in a you know little field you might have. So perfect. yeah, I mean they have so many different options. There's tons of different uh, uh, you know things you can add to your spreader, or the different setups you can do, and you just go on to MillCreekSpreaders.com and you can find out all that information. We're going to talk to them in the coming weeks here on, on the show and find out more about it. But uh, one of the things she wanted me to announce is that they have a $100 holiday rebate offer. It's only good until December 24th. So if you can, head over to MillCreekSpreaders.com, and they'll make a terrific present for yourself or yeah, the favorite person. Maybe somebody's going to get a spreader for Christmas. I know. You know what? A horse <laughs> that would girl. Be awesome. Wouldn't a horse girl would appreciate that, yes. right? Yeah. Oh, my gosh. I'm trying totally. to explain that to somebody who's not a horse girl, and they don't get it. But a horse girl goes, I don't want to fight with my old spreader anymore. No. And, and you don't have to with Mill Creek. So uh, it's 800-311-1323 or Mill Creek Spreaders at, on uh, the Internet. Just give a Google search, and you'll find them. Thank Perfect. you to Mill Creek for joining the team. Nice. Hey, one other thing before we get started with your first guest is, uh, Reese, can you explain this Brooke thing? Um, because I saw that, and I saw you were now involved with it, but I, and I've seen a couple other people. John Nicholson, the old head of the uh, Kentucky Horse Park, is now on the board. What is Brooke? 
So, um, absolutely. It's, it's a really neat organization. Um, and it's, uh, an organization that, um, goes into developing countries and teaches communities how to take care of their mules, donkeys, and horses. And, um, these horses and donkeys and mules are, they're really over, overwork and very, very undertaking care of. And it's not necessarily because people don't want to take care of them. It's because they don't know how to take care of them. So, um, it's teaching communities, um, how to use their local resources. So, um, they mainly take donations. Um, I don't think they take a lot of in-kind gifts, uh, just because, um, you know, if, if a feed company were, for example, were to give feed, um, the feed's going to eventually run out. So they teach, they go into each communities and they give the animals vaccinations and take care of the animals. If there's any wounds, uh, they teach everyone how to do some basic fairy, um, take care of the horse's feet. Uh, you know, they teach them how to, for example, make a hoof pick out of something locally sourced. Um, so it's, it's a really neat organization, um, that is here. It is designed to take, take care of the working horses and mules, of um, the country. So it's a really, a really, really neat organization. Um, it teaches also, you know, people are making their living off of these animals. Um, and so we need to take care of them. And, and a lot of times they're overloaded just because they, people don't know how much they can carry. Or, uh, I was reading a story uh, the other night, you know, here, these poor donkeys were standing there, um, at the distribution center for timber, uh, and they hadn't been unloaded. They were just standing there with all this weight on their back. So it was just kind of teaching people to, um, you know, just to unload the donkeys so that they have some uh, rest period while they're trading their goods. So things like that. Um, they also teach basic care, hydration. Um, so it's a really neat organization. Uh, it comes, it was mainly in England. It has now come to the United States. Um, and you have a fellow spokesperson that uh, you're happy to be in company with for this, huh? Yes, uh, me. Actually, I am doing a PSA tomorrow morning for the Brook, and it's uh, the Friends of the Brook in the United States. And um, Charlotte Desjardins, who everyone knows I love, um, she did one in England. So I feel very privileged to be part of the organization. Two world she, champions. Uh, w- no. <laughs> <laughs> I hope one day I can be like Charlotte. But um, but no, she um, she also has done a lot of work for the Brook. Um, and it's a neat, it's a neat organization. So if anyone's looking for a charity to donate this holiday season to help our equine friends and partners throughout the world, uh, the website for the Brook in the United States is www.thebrookusa.org. Um, and if anybody has any questions, I will certainly try to answer it to the best of my knowledge, but also, um, I can point you in the right direction, but it is a neat organization that I really think, uh, we can really help a lot of, um, our fellow equines that aren't as well taken care of. We, you know, of course everyone tries to take the best care of their animals that they can with the education that they're given. So hopefully we can, um, help provide some more education and and help around the world. Well, our next guest is from centerlinescores.com. Jay Stevens is the creator, um, and the director of centerlinescores.com. And he's going to tell us a little bit about the website, but also some of the interesting things that they have just started. Well, it is my pleasure this evening to have Jay Stevens, creator and developer of centerlinescores.com. Jay, welcome to the show. Thank you so much. So happy to be here. 
<laughs> well, we're happy to have you because your new program that you have just released has sort of uh, created a little stir, and we love it. So can you talk to us a little bit, first of all, what centerlinescores.com uh, is? Sure. Uh, centerlinescores.com uh, launched about, uh, I guess, close to uh, three or four years ago, and it was designed to be a place where uh, everyone in the and essentially the American dressage community could have a place where they could research uh, dressage scores for horses and for riders. Um, and the thing is, is that while that uh, information was was kind of all out there publicly available uh, on a number of different sites, including USDF.org and USEF and, and all the various show sites, there wasn't really a, a place where all of the information and the data had been kind of comprehensively put together in a user-friendly format um, so that you could, for example, just go search for a horse or search for a rider and get that rider's, uh, get all the, the score history. So at this point, we've now got over 1.8 million scores. Uh, pretty much every dressage score that has been written in the country since uh, 1991, and and almost uh, every score that's available electronically. So, uh, I think we've got them all. I'm interested to know, Jay, is how you got the information from the database. Did you have to search all over the internet and just compile the information, or how, how does it work? So right now, um, we use as essentially our primary uh, source of data. We have the the publicly available results, uh, which are which are published by the USDF on their calendar of results. And so uh, every every night, um, the system kind of wakes up and goes out and looks for new uh, show results, and then pulls those web pages. And so essentially, we we grab one uh, page, and then uh, it parses that data and. and figures out which horse belongs to where and, and, and pulls all the data and just uh, loads it into our database. That's fantastic. And like I said, it's very easy to use. And so me not being the computer savvy one of this particular group, I love it because it's very easy to use. You can use it on online, on your mobile phone. I can plug in and see, you know, how everybody did or, or, or if we're looking at a horse to buy. That's where I really use it is just to grab their scores really quickly, and that's very easy. So I love it. So, so Jay, tell us about the new program that you've just developed. Sure. Um, we've just launched the uh, what we call our rider rating uh, system, and this is something that's uh, – we've actually – I've actually had um, the, the idea for this, and um, the for the most part, the ratings themselves – have been around for about a year, and this all grew out of a conversation with um, a, a Dutch gentleman by the name of Ron Smeets. Um, he he was uh, uh, training uh, uh, our horse, and as as well as I was running some clinics for him here in the in the states, and we started talking about the USDF medals and about um, the kind of a phenomenon that had started to develop and that. And that a lot of people kind of anecdotally know is that um, unofficially, uh, USDF medals have been uh, have started to be viewed as a kind of a badge or a qualification, uh, if you will, 
for a trainer. So, I mean, you see on pretty much every training trainer's website or, um, you know, in terms of an advertisement, you know, oh, a USDF bronze, silver and gold medalist. And it, it occurred to me and, and, and Ron, as we were sitting outside one night that, you know, for a gold medal, really all you needed to do was put together four rides that were greater than, you know, 60 percent and uh, uh, or, or have have a you know, kind of put together four reasonable rides on a Grand Prix horse. And while we're in no way saying that riding a Grand Prix test is, is not difficult, you obviously still have to ride the horse, you have to ride the test. But um, there are so many folks who see that as, a, as something that they really want to strive for, uh, that, you know, riding FEI is something that, that everybody wants to do. And so you see a lot of folks skipping the levels and uh, going out and getting a horse and just to get the gold medal or just to get the silver medal. And so what we wanted to do, what we're trying to do is to, is to put together a system which is modeled after the Dutch system uh, in terms of their Dutch, uh, uh, the point system that they use in terms of that determines where you can show and at what level. Um, and so we wanted to have a th- something that was, that did a little bit better job of kind of separating out those riders who really did have serious experience and and uh, the talent from those who maybe uh, were a little not less serious but who, who didn't quite have the same kind of um, kind of talent or experience does that make sense absolutely maybe maybe you could explain how um, the rider ranking system works and that will that will clarify everything for everybody. That would be great. Sure, absolutely. Uh, so right now, and again, like as I said, it's based on the Dutch national uh, system. And so every test that is written at a USEF uh, recognized show is given uh, a rating point. And that's based on the score actually earned. Um, and so if you have a score that's less than 60%, then zero rating points are given. If you have a score between 60 and 65%, uh, you get one point, 65 and 69, or 69.999. You get two points, and 70% or greater, you get three points. And so those points are accumulated, and this is this is a, a cumulative system, so there's not really a time frame for earning these points. But we start off, um, basically, uh, the system views uh, intro training and first levels as essentially beginner levels. And so starting with second level, once you earn or accumulate 10 points uh, in second level scores, then we award the one star rating. And when you move up to the uh, to third level, you accumulate 10 points at third level and uh, you are eligible for the two star rating, except that, and this is one of the things that's kind of key, is that because dressage itself is uh, progressive in the sense that the ideal way to do it, right, is to move up the levels. You should, because there's a, there are foundations. And uh, this is one of the things that we noticed is that there were, uh, when we were building, when we were talking about uh, building the system, is that we, we, you know, Ryan always talks about holes in the training. And so uh, the, uh, the rating system you have to have a one-star uh, rating before you get a two-star. 
And you have to have a two star before you get a three star. You have to have a three star before so, you get a yeah, four star. So, so you can't immediately just jump to five star and then you, you got your scores and everything is great. You have to progressively have the scores of all the levels before you That's right. You have any, right? You have to have one before you get any, right? That's 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 correct. And and instead of having to... a gold medal without having the silver and bronze. Exactly. Do you, ha- do you have to, Jay, then get get your second star to get the third so it's progressive as you go up yes it is and 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 obviously you know if if some some writers are going to have those things out of order it's just that we're not going to acknowledge a three or a four star until you've gotten you know until you've kind of filled in those holes in the training if you will um right so it's like a moving on from now right like if you have all of your scores even though they were out of sync in the dates that's right still have a five star but from now on, you have you can't. In 2015, you can't show Grand Prix and get five stars. You, you will have to progress through. Well, you you would you would have already had to have uh, right. earned all of the previous ratings. Right, now, but if you had no scores at all, this is your first year showing. You bought a Grand Prix horse. You can't get the five star right away. No, that's that's correct. Um, and and you know the four star and five star are. Uh, significantly harder in terms of uh, the relative difference between one star, two star, and three star. Because for one star, two star, and three star, all the system requires is that you that you accumulate ten points at the the specific level. Once we get up into four star and five star, we're not only kind of emphasizing the progressive nature of the training, but we're also trying to get to uh, kind of a dimension of repeatability. You know uh, that you can show that you can do this. Not just on the horse that you've known and loved forever, but you can also reproduce it on another horse. And so for both the four-star ranking and the five-star ranking, um, we actually require not only uh, double the points, but also uh, the, uh, we require you to have, have earned those points on more than one horse. So, Jay, yeah, yeah it's, it's very interesting. And, and really what it seems is, is you're looking for people that have been in this for sort of a career for a while. Right. It, that, and so you're really targeting this toward more towards people toward, that want to be trainers? Or the trainers, yeah, it sounds like. Well, it, it's, it's really while, I mean, and, and, you know, if you go look at the site, um, we've got a whole page set up to talking about the rating system. And we go to great pains and links to uh, kind of say, you know, okay, you should never decide on a trainer based on nothing but a, uh, a number. But uh, this is one of the things that we're, we're kind of targeting is, you know, uh, we want to basically say that, all right, the top tier of this rating system ought to be the elite, right? This really ought to be all of the names that you know. Um, there's not going to be, there's going to be very few names on, you know, the overall five-star list that people don't know about. And right. so it's intended to kind of really make that separation so that rather than, you know, for example, uh, around uh, 1,100 people in the country have their gold medal uh, right now as the highest medal that they have, uh, for us, uh, the, the highest uh, tier, the five-star, there are only 188 people in the country who have earned that rating. No kidding. There are only 188 people. All right. That's pretty good. That's pretty good. So you can, be, you can be pretty much assured that if you see someone with a five-star rating, they've got, they've got a, 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 a good bit of experience and, and proven success in the show ring behind that rating. 
Reese, what's your rating? I am a five star. I'm one of the one hundred eighty. Thank Congratulations. you. Yeah, I am. A, I have a five star, and um, my <laughs> sister's a four star. And but you know, again, kind of what Jay's talking about. You know, I I I think I did my first show when I was ten. So I I think got yeah, my you five have a star lot of experience in two thousand and long time. Yeah. yeah. I think I got my five star in 2009 and, um, you know, I, I had very, very wonderful horses and support and, um, w- w- you know, have been able to do that. But I think it, from, from a, a perspective of, of the rider and the trainer, you know, I have riders and, and that we have worked to get a horse and get their USDF silver medals. And, and that is a, a good goal. Um, a couple of them. Just, want- yeah. As Jay was saying, it's just another piece of information right. for you to be able to, evaluate a rider or a trainer and and you know all the information you can get is good right right from from our from our perspective um the the rating system the the our rating system uh does essentially the same thing as the metals except i think that we we probably have a little bit finer granularity and so there's a a good bit of separation between a one star and a five star versus uh, a bronze versus a you know all the way up to a gold Right, right. So no, I think right. it just it, it is another piece of the puzzle when you're looking for an instructor um, or someone that you're you know want to teach or want to be part of. It's just another piece of that puzzle. So I think it's great, and and certainly in, in my case, you know I've I've been working at that a long time, and so it's it's nice to be recognized that way. So um, yeah. I I think it's a great system, Jay, and I think centerlinescores.com in general. It makes everything so much easier. So um, I think it's a great, great program you have going, and uh, we can't thank you enough for for all that you're putting into it. Well, thank you. I, 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 I it's kind of been a a, a a passion project for me. I'm hoping at some point to make a little bit of money off of it, but uh, <laughs> up until like, up until like making now, money as a horse trainer, it's just it's just not yeah. possible. Right? It's uh, uh it's it's definitely been a labor of love. Well, excellent. Well, Jay, thanks so much. And if anybody has any questions, um, can they go to the website and find some answers? How, how, do, how do our listeners do that? Sure. There's a, there's a frequently asked questions, and then there is a, a separate page about the rider rating system. And uh, we also have a support email, which we respond and we try to get back to everyone within a, a, a day or so. But uh, we've got other, th- actually have to make money other ways too. So, uh, <laughs> we try to get, we get, we try to answer those emails as quickly as possible. Excellent. Well, thanks so much, Jay, and have a great evening. Thanks so much. You guys too. With Christmas season fast approaching, it's time to start planning a custom gift that will last for many years to come. Visit our friends at ezsignsonline.com and browse their unique website for their many custom sign options and styles. With affordable prices for customized signs starting at $39.95, your holiday gift giving just got easier. Their step-by-step online sign ordering process allows you to choose only the sign options you want and see all the pricing up front. From horse farm entrance signs, vinyl banners, magnetic vehicle signs to stall nameplates, and much, much more for every horse owner. Place your order early to allow plenty of time for Christmas delivery. Check out the website today at ezsignsonline.com. That's ezsignsonline.com or call them at 1-800-640-8180. That's 1-800-640-8180. 
This week's dressage training tip is brought to you by Total Saddle Fit, home of the shoulder relief girth at totalsaddlefit.com. Well, coming up next, guys, uh, we got a little help in the tip department. And, of course, our tip is brought to you by Total Saddle Fit. And my wife, Jennifer, who hosts the Horse Tip Daily Show and was a trainer in her day, uh, actually got together with Justin to help answer some of the saddle fit questions that we had left, the many saddle fit questions that we never got to last month. And we have one of them here for you today. So this is Coach Jen and Justin from Total Saddle Fit with one of the listener questions. Welcome back to the Dressage Radio Show, Justin. Thank you for having me. I'm thrilled to be back. Justin has very generously uh, spending some time recording answers to listener questions for our little contest that Reese and Philip are having. And I must say that it's been very popular. We've been getting lots of questions. And this one is from Kelly. It's actually a two-parter. We're going to do part one. Kelly says, I have a few questions that I have been pondering. I recently purchased a barely used dressage saddle, had it checked and custom flocked to my horse's back by a master saddler. And I've been wondering, and I've been using it for all my five-year-old gelding who has just started under saddle training at the end of the summer. I am concerned about how to monitor the fit and the effects that my sad saddle is having on a very green horse. What are early warning signs of a problem? And is there a way to monitor the changes as both positive, positive and negative? And do the wet and dry patterns left on the hair under the saddle when you take it off give us some clues? That's a bunch of stuff right there, Justin. All right. Well, let's see if we can try to tackle it. So, for a for a young horse or for a green horse, um, the first thing is if she if she has access to a saddle fitter and um, you know is able to get it checked, it's something you want to keep up on uh, even more so than you know a sort of mature horse because they're very very likely going to be undergoing a ton of changes. So, depending on availability, you know, at least every six months, I would say a professional check would be great. Ideally. Ideally, maybe even a little bit more frequently than that, but, you know, budget permitting. Um, as far as a rider goes, the biggest thing to saddle fit, and I can't stress this enough, is the balance of the saddle. Because the, ba- the balance is so important because no matter how well a saddle fits a horse's back, if it's out of balance, a lot of those fitting benefits immediately go away because the weight is no longer carried evenly over a horse's back. So when I say balance, I mean... When a rider is sitting in the saddle and you're looking at it from the side, is everything level? Is, is, is the pommel and the cantle relatively level or if it's a really deep seat, is, it, is the cantle just a little bit higher than the pommel? You know, is the saddle sitting where it's supposed to? Is, is the rider balanced? Because that, as long as, um, assuming the saddle, you know, is a decent shape for the horse, that's going to carry the rider's weight in the best way possible. So that's the number one thing to look out for and the biggest sign of a saddle stopping you know, the fit, the fit starting to change because as a horse muscles up in one place or another, you'll, it will lift that saddle one direction or the other. And that'll be your biggest hotel sign that something needs to be addressed. Um, another one, and this is kind of more like having a friend watch you ride or watching a, tra- a trainer ride in your saddle, something like that is the stability of the saddle. If, if it starts moving around a lot on you, bouncing, sliding one way or the other, that's another really, really big sign that something needs to be addressed. Because again, if whether it's whether it's um, the wool breaking down, the saddle's rocking, you'll see that as, as it bounces, and, and um, it'll it'll let you know something isn't isn't balanced somewhere. Even if you maybe at the at the standstill, it's 
looking okay. If it's moving too much, definitely get it checked. Um, and then, you know, we can use, uh, we, we use the, the, as, a, as, a, as I work into the uh, kind of wet and dry spots underneath the saddle. Um, those are good kind of tools to use to confirm or, or deny a suspicion you might have about how a saddle's fitting. So if you pull, you know, if you pull the saddle off your horse and there's a, there's two big dry spots behind the shoulders on the side of the withers. Now, if you, if you can, because that would, that would suggest that there's a lot of pressure right there. But if you, um, so if you have a, if your saddle is a little bit low in the front or you feel it's like very tight around the withers, then using that dry spot will be a great way to kind of just confirm that and then, you know, either pad it up accordingly, lift the front up or, you know, relay that information to a saddle fitter um, to figure out exactly what you need to do. But I wouldn't necessarily use the dry spots as an end-all, be-all set tool to say this fits or this doesn't. Because um, not, they're not necessarily quite on point enough to, to be that powerful of a tool. But um, like I said, you can just use it sort of to um, back up any, any, any suspicions you might have. But as long as you keep an eye on the balance and the stability, those are the two biggest things. And lastly, the one sort of thing you can't really see from either the balance and the stability standpoint is bridging, which it just means there's very little contact underneath the center part of the saddle, meaning it has a lot of contact in the rear, a lot of contact in the front, and the center is light. So that's one more thing just to check. Once your saddle is girthed up tight, you can run your hand underneath the panels from front to back and from back to front, and just make sure you're getting... Um, some e- you know, even contact on the horse's back when the saddle is grossed up there. Um, and that'll, that'll just, you know, make, let you make sure that there's not some huge gap there that's uh, distributing the pressure unevenly. So uh, that gives you the, the basics so that you can say, you know, I think I better have that saddle fitter come back out, you know, nine, 12 months down the line because I'm, I'm seeing some suspicious behaviors here or these, these things that you're talking about, the, the instability in the saddle. It might not be just me. Maybe my saddle needs a little help, and uh, that'll help folks out. Thanks a lot, Justin. This tip was brought to you by Total Saddle Fit, the shoulder relief girth that Reese and Philip both love. And here's why. The saddle fit solution you have been waiting for is finally here. TotalSaddleFit.com is proud to introduce the shoulder relief girth. This strategically shaped girth actually moves the girth line of your saddle back over one inch, thereby freeing your horse's shoulders from the saddle. Traditional girths pull saddles up against a horse's shoulders and often over the top of the shoulders. The shoulder relief girth's recessed ends allow for the billets to buckle into the girth farther back to give your horse unparalleled freedom of motion. We are so certain that your saddle will fit better and your horse will be more comfortable that for a limited time we are offering a 30-day, 110% money-back guarantee. If you are not totally satisfied with your shoulder relief girth, send it back for a full refund plus 10% of the purchase price. Don't wait. Order now for the best saddle fit solution available. At TotalSaddleFit.com. Visit TotalSaddleFit.com. 
Justin is great as always. And we're so thankful that everyone wrote in and gave us some great questions. And we're excited that we're able to answer as many of them as we can. So uh, keep them coming. And again, any questions and emails or shout outs, please send them our way. Uh, Philip and I love it. And we will work very hard to get them online. So uh, love it. That's good. uh, Well, we got, I mean, it's, it's December for us on the show now. And we always have some fun stuff that we do in December so that we don't have a crazy holiday season with interviews and stuff. Well, what do we got coming up, Glenn? Uh, well, the, the next week we have the Para Show because we missed them last month. So they're going to yeah. be on. They want to talk a, kind of about their year-end awards and all that stuff. So the Para Show will be next week. And then the following week, we have the Great Battle. Dun, United dun, dun. States against Canada in the Great <laughs> Dressage Trivia Competition. We got trivia coming up. It's My gonna specialty. Be yeah, it's going to be Reese and a listener from the United Da-da-da. States against Philip and a listener from Canada. Nice. Uh, and then I it's will. It's kind of like a preview Pan Am battle. That's yes. right. Yes. I will <laughs> exactly. referee. I'll referee, and I'll okay. have my sound effects, my bells, and how, my how do, I, how do I know that this is going to be like? Not cheating? Not, not rigged? Not, oh. not American cheating. Yeah, not, not rigged. You never know, Philip. Reese and I would not do that, oh, would, would we, never Reese? Cheese. Oh, no. No. No, we would no. never do that, Philip. No, never. No, we are honest Americans. We'll see. <laughs> I don't think those words go together, but that's okay. Philip, I cannot believe you would even question our I know, our integrity, Reese. <laughs> no. Uh, okay, let's move on. From we'll see how that goes. Well, right. Almost episode. This is one of my favorite things, and I'm gonna, I'm gonna. You're gonna miss it. it. You're gonna be in Costa Rica now. A true dedicated host would call in from Costa Rica, and okay. join us for the you wanna, all host. You wanna, you gonna pay my bill? Oh, I, I, I can call oh, you. you just, are you gonna be in a hotel? They have a phone. I can call you. Yeah. Um, <laughs> you know what? What? We might even what? figure that out. Okay. I love That'd it. be fun. Love to have right? I will do my best. I can send you an email with the hotel number and then Yeah, we can do that. I can call anywhere in the world. That. Yeah. I can call Or maybe anywhere. I'll be having way too much fun. Yeah, you might be drunk by that <laughs> time of night too. <laughs> we'll so see. we're doing our annual hall host episode, which we've done for the last six years, by the way, since we started. Now the first year it was just Selena and I, but uh, now we've gotten more hosts, and it's actually more fun now. So uh, we will be putting that out Christmas week, as we always do. We'll be recording that next week, and uh, you know we have all the hosts together again to have a little party and chat about chat about life. So that should be a lot. I think that you know I've heard for, I talked to a lot of our listeners now and our auditors. And that is one of their favorite episodes of the year is the all hosts. episode. my favorite episode. We get to talk to We never get to talk to any other hosts. Well, you know, we never all get together. One of these days, we're all going to actually get together, right. like in person. Have a real party. Yeah, have a real party. <laughs> <laughs> and that won't be recorded. Okay. No. <laughs> yeah, sounds good. So, uh, so that's what's coming up. Cool. Excellent. Well, we look forward to it for sure. And everybody, you can find our show notes and links to today's guests on our website, dressageradio.com. Like us on Facebook, just search Dressage Radio Show. Follow us on Twitter at Horse Radio. My website is maplecrestfarmky.com and my email is reese at horseradionetwork.com. Find me at philipparksequestrian.com and my email is philip at horseradionetwork.com. I'd like to thank our sponsors for allowing us to put on a great show. And don't forget to check out all the other shows on Horse Radio Network at horseradionetwork.com. Everybody, keep your heels down and your shoulders back, and we'll talk to you soon. Bye.